no, I'm just, I'm, I, I, I'm both, I'm impressed, I'm uncomfortable. This is everything an episode of Overtired should be, where we're all like, this is really great, and I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Tired. So tired. Overtired. And you are listening to Overtired with Christina Warren, that's me, and Brett Terpstra. Hi, I'm Brett. It's the show about things that keep us awake at night and uh, pop culture and, and nerdiness and, uh, and Taylor Swift. Uh, on occasion these days. On occasion these Not days, Not as frequently, yeah. but apparently we have reason to talk about it today. Oh, we do. Yeah, it hasn't been as frequent because she was on a little bit of a hiatus, but... Uh, and so uh, are we. And so are we. We've been on a hiatus for a we while. Only, we only come out when Taylor Swift does, so... We do. And, and my God, is she busy these days. Uh, if you look at her Instagram, like just today, we're recording this on uh, July the 5th. And uh, she, like, literally, like, posted, I think, like, 10 things to Instagram today um, about her epic July 4th party that she had um, in uh, Rhode Island. But, but I don't really want to talk about the party, although the party plays into some of this. So do you know who Tom Hiddleston is? Nope. Brett? Okay, so he's Loki in the Thor movies. Oh, yeah, okay. I did see okay. this whole thing. Okay, and he also is, is in uh, the AMC show The Night Manager, which is really good. Okay. Which you should watch. I have um, not seen that. I'm currently on Preacher, really but Okay, it's good. It's on Amazon. Um, but it's like six episodes. It's a really good show. Anyway, um, okay, so last time we talked about Taylor on this show, and I don't even think we mentioned this, but this was just what was happening in, in Taylor's life. She was dating the DJ Calvin Harris. People date you know DJs? Who... Well, I thought when... everyone had learned better by now. Well well when when they're DJs that are worth like two hundred million dollars, yeah, they do. Okay, I will talk to you about DJ AM later in the show then. <laughs> yeah, you totally, we totally should talk about DJ AM. Um, I enjoyed um, his stuff. It was sad when he passed away. Um, anyway, uh, she was dating Calvin Harris, and they broke up. And everybody was really sad for her because we were like, are, are you okay? Because they were together for like more than a year. Like Seriously, for- people, I would think people's first reaction would be, oh, sweet, new Taylor Swift album coming. Well, okay, that is, but that like, that's rude. Like that, but that's like rude, right? Like we should, we should, we should, we should, we should we shouldn't diminish her pain just to like the art that we will get and enjoy out of it. I'm just saying, she like, gets as, as much out of a breakup in her in her income than she as she does from any publicity of an, a relationship. Uh, fair, I don't have but, a lot of sympathy. Uh, but Plus, like, her career were, is built on pain and sorrow, and and it is, it is. But, but 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 I love her so much. I don't want her to be unhappy. So anyway, we were all like, we were all like, well, we can't wait to hear the next album and like what's gonna happen and whatnot. And then like literally, like seven days later, like a week after they break up, she is spotted with Tom Hiddleston, who uh, you know is Loki and is rumored to be James Bond. And they first they were spotted together in Rhode Island, like on rocks and and in these these paparazzi shots that look sort of staged but didn't look staged her hair looked really bad which is why did you say on rocks on rocks they were like on rocks in the middle of um the beach like Like this isn't any kind of euphemism this is just they were no they were like they they were like sitting on rocks. how is that significant because the the photos were plastered everywhere like they like so the rocks aren't really relevant Oh, well, I mean, the rocks is, but they were like in the middle of the ocean, like on rocks. It Please was like continue. a very weird. Go oh, on. Well, be, well, here's the whole thing. This is a very important part of this is that it's, it set up this whole narrative where people were like, did they call the paparazzi and ask them to take photos of them in the middle of nowhere? Or did somebody like tip off the paparazzi and be like, hey, t- take your huge lenses and take photos of these guys? I was just looking at some rocks and you won't believe what I saw. 
Right. Well, I, you won't believe what I saw. I saw Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston making out. And and the thing is, is at first I was like, I don't think they were staged because her hair looked really bad and her outfit wasn't that cute. And and I was like, if she was going to like call the paparazzi, like she would want to look cuter. But as the weeks have gone by, I now think that she might have actually called the paparazzi. I don't know. Anyway, they, they go from from one day they're doing like an outing like in Rhode Island. Then they literally like took over Europe. Like they went to London and met his family and like walked on beaches there. And then they went to Italy and the Colosseum and like spent time in Rome. And then they went back to um, America and um, partied with all of her friends at the 4th of July. We've literally now had like, they've been on this whirlwind romance where they're just literally like frolicking together in, in, in outfits on beaches, holding hands and, and, and kissing. And it's the latest theory that the BuzzFeed um, uh, put forth today, and I have to say I kind of like it, is that this whole thing isn't actually a relationship. It's a giant music video. It's like she, it's like the biggest like uh, the whole thing at this point is nobody's almost nobody believes that this relationship is real because they're they're being so extra with one another and they're literally like going like multiple countries together like flying together like they went from like. I think they met at the Met Gala before uh, she broke up with Calvin Harris. And then all of a sudden they're literally everywhere together and we're getting all these photos. And this is a, a person who claims to want to be very private about her private life. Like this doesn't seem very private, Taylor. So the theory now is that this whole thing is just like a big performance art piece where they're like basically filming a giant music video or trolling all of us um, about the relationship. Keep in mind, on the 4th of July weekend, he was caught in the ocean wearing a tank top that said... I heart TS. I mean, come on. That's clearly Twisted Sister. I mean, everyone who grew up in my era knows that I heart TS means I he, love Twisted Sister. I, I, he, he is 35 years old, so that could be accurate. Can we acknowledge um, that if this does exist, it's going to be over by the time this podcast comes out? Uh, no, it, we, we can't, because I think this is probably going to be lasting longer than this. All I know is that the, my, my Twitter has been blowing up about this, my side chats, my Taylor Swift side chats, even my non-Taylor Swift side chats, everyone is talking about this. So I'm actually shocked with, with I know you don't like keep up on a ton of the celebrity gossip, but I'm actually shocked you haven't heard more about this, because literally... I, ha I have seen, I saw a picture of the two together, and I assumed that Loki had used his powers to somehow like control her for a few days, but it can't last forever. I mean, it's lasted for a few weeks, so I don't mm. know. I mean, but, but what's your take on this? Do you think that this is true love and they're just being super extra and, and like, all over each other? And, and First, I and have to clarify. When you say extra, is that a shortened version of extrovert? No. That's, that's, that's mean, like, Is that, extra. like, news, newsies going, like, extra, extra, read all no. about it? No, what, extra. What is, is this word? Like, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I would have to explain this to you. Um, it's... <laughs> I just figured you would know. I mean, that's just it's it's being it's being like over the top. So there's like aggro and extra and just all these words that we've made up at some point. Exactly. I mean, it's very Tumblr. The speaking, yeah. The way I'm speaking right now, I'm speaking in Tumblr. Kids speak, these days. But totally. But no. But I mean, so are they just being like totally extra? Do and you? Like okay. So here's here's the real question: Is yeah. What do you think about this would make me form an opinion? I mean, I think that the idea that she might be Andy Kaufmaning all of us would Okay, would... so that would be intriguing. Right. If she did it really well, if it ended in like some spectacular fashion and we could all look back and say, Wow, she played their cards really well on that. Right. I would at that point be willing to admit it was brilliant. Right. But at this point, kind of feels like maybe conspiracy theories abound and there's not that much going on. I mean I, I mean we're talking probably... about some rocks, right? 
<laughs> I mean, they were making out on some rocks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but, but I guess, I guess my point though is, is do you think that she has it in her? I know that you're not a Taylor Swiftologist as I am, but, but you, you do enjoy her work. Do I you do think, think she has it in her. I do think she is brilliant. Yes. We've discussed this. Not just from a musical perspective, but even maybe even more so from a business perspective. Totally. And so I do think she could mastermind something like that. Now, let me ask you this question. Now, I think that if she did something like this, it would be risky. But I think on the one hand, it would totally endear her to people like you and I, who already respect her from an artistic and business standpoint. And we would be like, and now you're even more brilliant. You've played us. You've done this great art piece. But counterpoint, how would that not just fuck with all of her young fans who like believe everything that she says okay, and like so basically you, screw them up? You've seen this before. Not necessarily in the really sugar pop stuff, but there are a lot of... People who are stars as young people who yeah. then get bored with their audience and they do something drastic. They do something that makes a, a, an older, more mature audience say, oh, holy cow, I didn't realize they had it in them. And they get a whole new audience and they can yes. say to all the 10 to 12 year olds, you know, there'll be something new next year for you. I promise it it happens. And yes. and risk is entirely relative to your means. And seriously, like it, she does. She doesn't have any uh, concerns. There are no consequences that could really destroy her. She right. can take as many risks as she wants to. For her, it's like, should I get this brand of cereal or that brand of cereal? I don't think. I don't think she's worried. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's a very good point. And I guess that, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, part of me is kind of hoping now. Now, part of me thinks that we're really all just overreacting, and that she just has a new boyfriend, and like. That, isn't that's weird. About a part of me thinks the same thing. And, and, and I think that really what's happening is that the, the world with the Brexit and with Donald Trump and with everything being terrible, we're just like, we want to cling to something silly like Taylor Swift's new boyfriend. So, <laughs> so, we, so we obsess over that um, because Paparazzi that's more fun. escapism. Well, I mean, kind of, yes. Uh, Spencer <laughs> Pratt, uh, you know, Spencer from, from the Hills. I only because I just saw her on something. Heidi Montag on something, yeah. Well, Spencer actually made the most astute comments uh, about the the Hiddle Swift romance when it first broke in an interview with Cosmopolitan. Seriously, the guy like spoke very intelligently about why he believed it was real or wasn't real, and why he didn't think Calvin Harris was good enough for her. It made me just want to have Spencer on our podcast. Is frankly, it's what it made me want to do, and 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 have him talk to us about stuff. I bet he would join our podcast. Wait, so Spencer's a guy. Spencer's a guy. Yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah, I don't hiding. know who that is. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Anyway, uh, you know, there was Spidey on the hills. Anyway, uh, <laughs> reality TV villains. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love how you say those things as if that's going to explain it to me. I mean, I figured it might. I mean, look, if you asked your, if you asked your wife who Spidey was, she'd be like, oh, yeah. She would yeah. not know either. My wife is actually more like me than, than I am sometimes. Okay. Well, then sad for both of you that, that you didn't understand the magic of the hills. And You'd be surprised how happy we are. <laughs> No, you I'm, might I'm be joking. shocked. I might be shocked, but I mean, so, but again, I mean, I do, but I, I do like this fantasy world where we're just pretending. I mean, I don't think this is actually likely, but I do think it would be brilliant if Taylor Swift were to do this, like, because we've had this big year where like Rihanna did Anti and 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 like Beyonce had Lemonade and like Kanye had you know the Life of Pablo and like all this. And stuff Donald Trump had a presidential campaign and. 
Exactly. And so <laughs> it's a so, banner year. So we're all looking for these big artistic statements. So what if she decided to have this meta commentary on her relationships and her way of having this meta commentary is to have a staged relationship in public. And then at the end of it, an album comes out. I could, I could go for that. I would totally watch that. Listen to that slash watch that. Totally. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that happens now, but anyway, I, that I, 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 that. I, I had to talk about this with you because I know that you only tangentially care, but I knew I could make you care enough. Plus, I mean, frankly, I need, to, I need an outlet to talk about this. You have piqued my interest. I will admit that I shut off completely as soon as I saw, oh, Taylor Swift has a new boyfriend. And my brain said, I like give zero fucks. And right. then I didn't pay any attention. So now that there's a whole conspiracy theory involved and the potential for something truly brilliant, hey, I'm in. Love it. We'll keep track of it. Tune in next week, next time for your update on Hiddle Swift. Hiddle Swift, yep. Uh, so can I tell you why I'm kind of grumpy today? Please do. Let's see. Last Tuesday, I was getting ready to go for a jog because I jog now. Okay. And I've been in super good shape and I'm really enjoying it. And I bent down to put on my socks. And as I lifted my left leg up to put a sock on it, my back seized. And I fell onto the floor and I couldn't get up for five to ten minutes, somewhere in there. It seems longer when you're in searing pain. And then I made it out front and talked to my wife, who's doing a dog training session. And it was extremely painful, but we decided just to rest. You know, like I'd just go on bed rest for a couple of days. Sure. Okay, so in the meantime, then, I get... In the meantime, my wife leaves town for ten days on a deployment. And so I'm just hoping that I can either manage to get up long enough to feed the dogs or find friends who can help. And both of those kind of worked out. Friends were very helpful. Me moving was not. Um, and then the, mo the pain moved into my leg. So I couldn't even think about walking for a while. And then I hobbled out to the mailbox, got a letter from the IRS. where So PayPal was required to file 1099k or something for every payment i received paypal reported but most of those payments also had a 1099 attached to them so now the irs writes me from 2014 saying you made you know almost twice as much as you reported because everything got double reported when paypal sent right. their their forms in Jesus. And so now the IRS is like, you owe us $22,000 after fines and everything. And so now I have to sort that out because the burden's on me. So I'm in severe pain. It turned out to be sciatica. It could be like six weeks. It feels like someone replaced my femur with like a cattle prod. And it's, it's horrible. It's awful. They gave me muscle relaxants. They work for about two hours out of the day. And, and I'm just, I'm very, I'm grumpy. As you may have noticed, do I seem confrontational? A little. <laughs> I apologize. It's, it's the cattle prod in my leg. And the fact that now I have this burden to prove that I didn't actually make like $250,000 in 2014. You're like, no, guys, I didn't. Like, <laughs> Really, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I mean, couldn't you show, I mean, other than like showing like that the PayPal is only going to come in once and like showing your bank receipts. I mean, couldn't you basically show like, look, where did the money go? I could, but then basically I'm going through a whole audit because one company was required. They were following the IRS demands, but the IRS wasn't prepared for the fact that they're a fucking payment processor. And all of my payments went through them. It, 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 uh, to me, I blame the IRS. PayPal is oh, just no, doing totally what the should. government asked. 
no, PayPal was actually doing the right thing. The, the IRS just doesn't know how to like tell the difference. And you would think they would. You would think they would. This, I, and, and I looked it up. I did some Googling. I am not the only one hit by this. Oh, I'm sure you're it not. It kind of affected the entire freelance community. And now, and that's from 2014. So now I'm just wondering, when do I get my notice from the 2015 taxes? <sighs> I don't mind paying taxes. I would just like to know that I'm paying competent people. That's all I ask. No, I 1,000% in agreement. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about your 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 back. And then I dropped my phone. I was I okay. So the first day I couldn't sit on a toilet. Okay. Because it hurt too much to bend my back that way. Okay. So the second day I woke up feeling a little bit better, and I was super psyched because I could go to the bathroom. Right. And so I went to the bathroom, and in the process of flushing the toilet, snapped my back. Not snapped it, but like something like. Tw- seized in my back again and that's when it started in my leg and in the process i fell and dropped my phone and then my (gasps) big e-cig on top of the phone face down. oh no so completely shattered like no unshattered space on the face of the phone fortunately i have been paying verizon 11 dollars a month for insurance and had a brand new phone delivered to my house on a saturday within 24 hours i was interesting i was quite pleased with that yeah, so I don't do the Verizon thing. I do like the Apple Care Plus. But is there any like with Apple Care Plus, you pay the hundred bucks and then you got to pay like fifty dollars or whatever for the replacement for the Verizon? Do you have to pay anything, or yeah, is it just there, the eleven? There was a two hundred dollar copay. Okay, okay. So it's All eleven right, so bucks I, a month, and then if you need it, you pay an extra two hundred. But it's oh, still okay. fast and easy and convenient. It's and, fast and easy, right? And I mean, my iCloud backup, it, it, my my phone restored in like. Uh, maybe an hour and a half over iCloud, and that's on nice. my huge phone with hundreds of apps. So that was cool, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that put me in a great mood. Time, yeah, no, last <laughs> time I had to do it, iCloud backup on mine, like it ended up timing out, like after four days. Well, so here's what I, I've learned. I've done this a few times. There are certain apps, especially, and on my phone, there are always like beta apps installed through Test Flight or Hockey. And I, there are certain apps that it will hang on, but it won't tell you what it's hung on. Exactly. So you can you can do a hard reset, and it'll resume the iCloud backup, and you can watch for the first one that says waiting. Yeah. And then delete that. You can always put it back no, later. I, delete that, and no, then the I, rest of the iCloud backup just goes. Yeah, no, and I've definitely seen that. The problem for me is that, like, I have 800 apps on my phone. Yeah, I know that problem. Which is too many. Which well, is too many. Mine are and, all in uh, folders, though. I only have two screens and each one of them is full of folders. So it makes it easier, though, because the folder will show the kind of because pie the folder chart. will show you the thing, yeah. And then you can yeah, go in into that folder like, and see what's trying to load. Right. Yeah, no, in my case, I've got, like, 15 screens. So, it, it, but, like, but the next time I get a phone, like, I've already decided, like, I'm going to start over. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do the, the restore thing. I'm, I'm going to actually set it up as a new phone because 800 apps is too many That's, where, that's where I got and, to with my Macs. I just start fresh every time. Yeah, just start fresh every time. <laughs> Um, so I had a weird medical thing happen to me over the weekend. What's that? So, um, I got a mosquito bite. So I got, I, I was out in Greenwich, in Greenwich village in New York at summer and you know, we have bugs oh, and I was, you got, I was, you on, got I was bohemian on a mosquitoes. Uh, uh, yeah. So I got, so, so at first, so I, I'm wearing jeans and I'm wearing like a, a t-shirt and first I get, even though I'm wearing jeans, I get bites on my knee like big welts 
But then a mosquito comes and lands on my ring finger, but where I keep my wedding rings, and bites me. Now I'm very allergic to bugs, like very allergic, and and a lot of people don't be- like don't even believe it until they see like just how allergic I can get. And I had a very bad allergic reaction to this mosquito bite to the point that while I was sitting at dinner with my friend, I'm watching my finger swell up. And if I, if I'd caught it in time, I probably would have been able to remove my rings from my finger like immediately. And then it would have blown up, but I didn't. And I was a little drunk. I'll admit I was a friend of and I, we, who I hadn't seen in a while, we, we probably drank about a bottle of Prosecco together. You should, so, see, you should see the mosquito now. Yeah, so I uh exactly. So as as I'm as I'm trying to kind of like leave, I'm noticing that my finger is hugely swollen and I can't get my rings off. So I go home and I go to bed and I assume that when I wake up in the morning, you know, the swelling will have gone down and, and I'll be able to get my rings off. And this is on a Thursday night. So I wake up on Friday. Oh no, not only is it not any better, it's worse. And I'll, I'll show you the picture, Brett, uh, while we're talking. I'm just going to text this to you because you need to see this because it's gross, but it's, it's necessary. Um, if we need to put this in the show notes, we can. Um, <laughs> because just, just so people... It'll understand. be the header image for the, for the episode. We, 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 I'm actually not joking. I, I, I actually think that might be disturbing for the, for, the, for the crowd, for our listeners, if we were to do that, actually. But um, I... So I, I'm... Uh, finding this so i uh i wake up and i find my 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 finger is just uh completely swollen and and into the point where i can't move my rings off of it like even a little bit and and it's so bad that i can't close my fist like my my finger is so swollen i can't close my fist and so i go to the doctor i go to like a a city md place i pay them thirty dollars for nothing because I expected they could they could give me a shot of something to to take down the swelling, you know, some sort of you know like like you know cortisone shot or something. Antihistamine. He, antihistamine. He's like, no. He's like, ice it and take Benadryl. I'm like, well, that's really not helpful. Um, did you try it? Because that is uh, what you're supposed to do for mosquito uh, yeah, and bee bites. Okay. I did. I did. Um, I'm I'm trying to send this photo to you now. It, it was having issues with with one of my phones, so I'm sending it to you on the other one. Anyway, uh, I did, and, and it did not work. Um, what did, uh, it, I mean, eventually it did, but it took four days. No, it took five days. Today oh, my God. Tuesday. I just got your image, sorry. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> is that terrible? That is pretty horrific. So, so this is how bad it was. I was really concerned that I was going to have to cut the rings off. Because of how swollen my finger was. Yeah. I mean, this is from a mosquito bite. Um, I, I fortunately did not, but it took five days of lots of uh, lots of Benadryl, lots of icing, five days, and then finally this morning, Tuesday morning. So it happened Thursday night, Tuesday morning. I'm finally able to remove the rings from my hand, and I'm basically afraid of the outdoors now. Were you an inside kid? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to be because stuff like this would happen. It wasn't even so much that I didn't like the outdoors, although I don't. But but, <laughs> the, but but the reason I didn't, truthfully, is because I'm so allergic to so many things that being outdoors was very painful for me. And this like reminded me, like like precisely, like this is why um, I'm bad at um, you know outdoorsy stuff. I mean, like. I don't know if we should put, again, this shouldn't be our, our header image, but we definitely need to put this in the show notes so people can see how horrific this is. This is a mosquito bite. Yeah, I am. I, I do sympathize because, well, okay, so I empathize 
Mosquitoes don't bite me. I don't get mosquito bites. I also don't get poison ivy or poison oak. Okay. I am immune to all of these things. You're very lucky. I know. I know. I feel horrible for the people around me. Like when we go, you know, we'll have like a party down by the river. When I say party by the river, that sounds like we have a small van and and a bunch of like. Drugs. Yeah. But no, like we'll have a nice uh, soiree by the river and everyone else will be covered in mosquito bites and I'm not. I think that I just don't react to the venom. I think that they can bite me and I just don't show that they bit me. Right. I've been on hikes where everyone but me got poison ivy. I've never had poison ivy. Yeah, no, I can get it pretty bad. And I mean, if there's anything that can bite me or anything, like I got a spider bite one time that I had to like get a shot for um, because it it became really infected. It was gross. Um, That was also in New York. Um, But no, but this finger thing, I mean, that was just, this was one of those instances where like just bad, just bad, Brett, just bad. They didn't like test you for Zika or anything, did they? No. And I'm not pregnant anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I'd put that off for a year just in case. <laughs> I mean, we're I'm never going to be pregnant, so <laughs> it's it's not anything anybody should worry about. I can't believe they're making me wait making me wait three months after my vasectomy before I can get a sperm count. Three Seriously? Oh, yeah, it's like three months or twenty orgasms. And I'm like <laughs> I got the twenty orgasms covered. Not a problem. <laughs> They're like, we still want you to wait three months just to be sure. But you're like, you guys, you're like, a week. Come on. I, on. Honestly, I had met their requirements in a week and they still demanded. I took it as a personal challenge. I was going to say. <laughs> and I have to say, at your age, 20 in a week is actually really impressive. Oh, come on. I'm 37. I know. Yeah. That's, that's still like three a day, dude. That's okay. We'll pretend that's abnormal for me. And now I know way too much about you. <laughs> they made me stop doing heroin. What else am I going to do? Come on. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I, <laughs> like assume, I assume I have to edit like, this part out. I don't know. Yeah, I think you might. I, you know what? I think I, I'm okay with it. I don't know if you are. I do feel like we are at a really close place now, though. <laughs> I uh I am totally okay with it. I don't okay. say many things I'm not okay with. Okay, I, I'm good with it. Um, and you know what? Props to you and props to your wife. Like, good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was home during that period. Just to be clear. Okay, well then that's even better. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's been gone every other week for the last like two months, and yeah been a lot now the weeks that she's not there it's like no i'm kidding it is about the same i'll admit <laughs> it's about the same but without any assistance gotcha gotcha oh, okay now no, i get we're, we're gonna end this here but but i do have to like but you are you are like a good partner right like like oh, one for kidding? one i'm like the best yeah at least one for one awesome well then you both <laughs> are very lucky yeah, that will go on my headstone <laughs> Except for maybe my first girlfriend, everyone everyone will say glowing well, yeah. things about. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think everybody's allowed. Like, I think your first, like, and I think as the girl, you know, like, especially like if it's like you're, you're, like he's new at it, you're new at it, whatever. Like, you know, as the girl, like, this is not for you right now. Like, we were just sort of preconditioned to accept the fact <laughs> that, like, we're just sort of here. 
Well, and that's and- that's when I when I realized that there were those like societal expectations that only one person would win. I got mad and I started like just doing massive research and reading and <laughs> figuring out how to change that. So, yeah, no, I'm a nice guy. Not a nice guy. I'm a I'm a good friend to have in bed. We'll leave it at that. So did you see the DJ AM documentary? No, I didn't. That's um, As I Am, I think it was called. And it was extremely well done. Uh, from a documentary documentary perspective and from a content perspective, it was it was better than Amy and I liked Amy. Yeah. The Winehouse documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one, uh, it's on iTunes right now. It was it was totally worth it. And granted, because he was a massive drug addict. Massive. And went massively into recovery. Mm-hmm. I could relate to the entire movie so that may um how much did... bias Sorry. i guess may bias right. me but it was amazing how... um I, I i'm definitely gonna check it out um how um how much did the the plane crash seem to have like how much of an impact did that seem to have it was actually it was amazing because at first the plane crash made him go like harder into recovery right but then he started taking anti-anxiety pills so that he could get on planes. As his fame grew, he needed to fly. So he started taking the anti-anxiety pills, and that was eventually his downfall. That's what led him back to a drug overdose. So in some ways, like, it it, it was... Oh, it was absolutely, it it, it, it was... And that was kind of always my sense. I didn't know that that was why, that, like, that got him back on the drugs. But, because you wondered, like, if he had, like, PTSD from it and whatnot. Like, that that had always been kind of my thought. But, like, I guess that wasn't the case. But, like... Oh, he did. Absolutely, he did. He was suffering severe PTSD symptoms. I I mean, everybody who was, you know, both he and Travis who survived. I mean, like, you know, Travis, like, you know... Who, to my knowledge, anyway, hasn't ever suffered like like drug problems or whatever. Like, but like his band had broken up, and like he was in another band, and then like his band got back together again. Like it kind of brought everybody back. Now they're now one of the guys who they originally kicked out the first time is left again. But like, you know, uh, that was like a, um, a a moment I think for both of them. I mean, like because it was they were so lucky to live, but but you almost got this sense that when it happened, even like I remember when the plane crash happened, and they both survived. You almost got that there was like this weird ominous feeling that like it wasn't over, and like you didn't know who was what what was going to happen, but you felt like there was still like some other shooter drop based on yeah, it. I don't exactly. Weird. Yeah, like when and and the way they do it in the documentary, like the documentary opens up with a road covered in flames. And you assume it's the plane crash, but then they jump back in time. And then when they get back to that, you know it's a pivotal moment already. Because that's what they opened with. But yeah, then they they start, you know, they detail the phone calls that he made from the scene. Like as soon as he was out of the plane, he called his mom. And they detail that and they talk about everyone's concerns immediately following it. And how everyone wanted him to just get better but he went to jay-z's party the next day to play jesus yeah so (laughs) yeah he definitely he pushed too hard and there's no better excuse than you know a near-death plane crash to you eventually work your way back to a crack pipe if you don't have something to stop you right apparently it's gonna be so it's on itunes um and, and and amazon and google play 
play and stuff now, but apparently it's going to be on Showtime on um, uh, July 8th. So that may be by the time we might get our episode up by then. We might not, but apparently it's going to be on Showtime that, on July 8th. That will 8th. probably be, what day is today? Tuesday? Yeah, it's it'll Tuesday. be up by then. So, so yeah, so you, uh, I'm definitely going to check this out. Because um, I always really liked his work. I thought he was a great DJ, and and I always oh, liked. He was like, he was on the forefront really of mashup. He was, and I loved his mashups. I loved. I still have a bunch of his mashup compilations, mm-hmm. and he was so good. He's why I came to love the idea of taking songs that I don't necessarily love to begin with, and turning them turning them into something I do love. Like he could combine yeah. two songs I didn't care about, and make it into one song I did care about. Yeah, no, he was so good. Have you ever heard a uh, girl talk? Yeah. Yeah, Girl Talk's my favorites. I like love, DJs love from Mars. Are. They've done a lot of good work in the last few years. Yeah. Um, but the uh it was I can't remember his name. He he was on uh SoundCloud, but then all of his stuff got pulled. He pulled it in like protest. Uh he did a, he did uh Call Me a Hole. Which was Call Me Maybe mixed with Head Like a Hole by Nine Snails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. That yeah, was a good long one. time yeah, was, ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, that is still one of the best mashups of all time. But DJ AM led the charge on that whole thing. Kind of like it was it was the idea of sampling like from the Run DMC era and the in the two live crew, like all these court battles to make sampling possible. And then he's just like, no, we're just going to use the whole thing <laughs> and we're going to make something new from it. And I loved it. Yeah, no, I, I I love that style of mashup, and it's been weird because there have been a few people who have still kind of kept up with that, but it's sort of fallen out of favor over the years. Like, more people are doing more, you know, as, as EDM becomes more pop and, and whatnot, but, like, I still love mashups so much. Well, the mashup, I mean, it became so easy for everyone it to did. do. That's true, but I mean... The, the market got I, saturated pretty quickly. That's very fair. That's very fair. But I still respect a really good one, which is why, like, when there are, like, good mixtapes, like, one of my favorite mixtapes that came out last year was that um, Death Cab for Yeezy, which was mashing up, like, transatlanticism and plans with, like, early Kanye stuff. Like, it was a really, really, really well done thing. I will have to look that up. Yeah, I will share it with you because it was all, it was immediately pulled. There was a good one that mixed Easy e over uh, Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah, I heard that one. That was good. <laughs> it well, wasn't know, so much danceable as it was funny, but... Right, but it, yeah, but it was it was interesting. But you always even think like you know the the, the you know the, the gold standard of that stuff was is obviously you know like like the gray album and stuff like that. You know, um, yes, Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse, totally. Who? Oh my God, have you ever? Uh, Apple Music sent me like in my for you section. Mm-hmm. They had a Danger Mouse playlist. Yeah, I had no idea so how much he influ or how much he worked on, how many things okay. he has produced or or played on. Oh, I know, and it's it's insane, right? Like, it is. It, it because you you don't think of it, and you're like, oh yeah, no, he's like, uh, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, there's a section in in as I am where they show uh, DJ AM went to a party, made special requests, went out wearing the Daft Punk helmet, pretended to be Daft Punk, played Daft Punk <laughs> songs for like forty minutes. Before he took his helmet off <laughs> and told everyone he wasn't Daft Punk. They all thought they were at a Daft Punk show. They, every, the, all the rooms in the place had cleared out and moved into that room because they really thought funny. it was Daft Punk. And <laughs> and then he pulled it off. like, And then he got everyone excited that it wasn't Daft Punk. And that's that's a baller move. That's a completely baller <laughs> move. 
Like, I, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Did I, I assume at some point I sent you a link to Sad But Superstitious? Yes. Okay. I just want to mark that down as my second favorite matchup of all time. Um. Anyway, you went to WWDC. I did. And we kind of, that's why our last episode, we took a week off. Exactly. I made us take a week off because you were too busy to even respond. I was like, fine. I was. It was one of those things I was like, I, you, I like, saw you texting me and then you're like, oh, I think you're there. And I was like, yeah, he can look at my tweets. I'm there. And I, I, I was only there for like a couple of days. I was there for like three days. So I wasn't there as long as I wanted to be. But um, I, uh, it, it, yeah, it was good. So tell us your takeaways. It was an interesting WWDC because like, you know, so much of it was about the services side of Apple, you know, so much of like OS of iOS 10 is about messages versus, you know, other stuff. And, and so much about Mac OS Sierra is, is about, again, kind of like integrating Siri and other services and iCloud, like into being kind of like first class citizens as part of, you know, their, their, um, their stuff. Um, it, it felt kind of like a rebuilding year in a lot of ways, um, which I don't know if, that timing wise, if that works well for them. I mean, I think that a lot of people are expecting a lot from them, but I almost feel like this is kind of, they had so much stuff come out last year that this felt kind of like a rebuilding year. Not to say that, that what they announced wasn't impressive because it was, but it just felt like, you know, this is kind of a rebuilding year, but it seems like to me anyway, it's interesting that a lot of the forefront stuff seemed to be on services. Um, the, the stuff with differential privacy is certainly really interesting. The stuff that isn't going to be around for quite some time, like the, the new file system, super fascinating. But, um, I don't know. Um, what what was kind of what was kind of your takeaway? Honestly, I overall it kind of felt like I don't know. I've gotten so used to Apple announcing crazy new things. This did seem like a rebuilding year for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the file system is <laughs> because I immediately panicked when they started talking about it because right. almost everything I do is so based on like the core HFS system and like subsystem calls. And, uh, I mean, every, all like the, the apps I write and everything. And so I got a little panicked about that, but it seems like they're making a nice, more yeah. forward compatible, uh, yeah. change they're, to the HFS it, system. Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like they're doing that in the right way, at least from what I could tell. I mean, and, and I, the way they're going to ease into it, yeah. you know, it's, it's not going to be something it's like, it's not like it's happening this fall. Like it's going to take, it's going to take years for it to happen, but it seems like they're, they're doing it the right way. And I think yeah. I might finally write an entire application in Swift. Nice. It's finally like Swift three is, is finally there. It's yeah. I feel comfortable trying. I'm, I'm I've been a really late bloomer on Swift, which is I, abnormal for me, but it's also been say, a rough year. So totally. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, it, it's what's been impressive to me is how quickly Swift has moved. You know, they open sourced mm -hmm. a year ago, uh, and then they really started doing some serious stuff, you know, on GitHub and taking, like, it seems like they're they're being good open source citizens with it, but I mean, it seems like it's really moved quickly. And it, adoption, obviously, that wasn't a surprise that, that it took off, because the syntax is a lot easier than, than Objective-C. It is. And so, like, it, that to me, like, and, it, and it's a lot more in line with, like, what people learn now. So if you learn exactly. JavaScript, Python, yeah. or, or Ruby, you're more inclined to be able to then pick up Swift than if you're somebody who's coming from, like, you know, trying to learn Objective C, where right. you're like, yeah. Wait, I mean, whether you're Ruby or Java or C, like Swift just makes more sense. Like Objective C was a whole change of uh, syntax, and, and the and that way was you always, think about everything. And that was always kind of their struggle, right? Like they yeah. always had to deal with that, and 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 people got around it. And in fact, I think 
it's kind of a testament to how much people learned Cocoa and Objective-C simply because they wanted to build iPhone apps. Um, they, they were able to put up with it because in so many ways it was kind of an anthema of, of every other major language. Yeah. So I think that, that obviously like Swift's adoption hasn't, hasn't, you know, surprised me, but it does seem like, and I'm, I'm not a developer, but, but, you know, as a layperson, does seem like they've made tons of improvements and, and are making, you know, bringing it to parity really quick, you know. Well, and it, Apple's made it very clear from the day they announced Swift that this is the future. Yes. Objective-C will eventually disappear. Yeah. like, take your time because we're going to make sure it works well first. Right. But... If you're going to write an app, you should write it in Swift. That's been pretty clear. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think that's absolutely fair. Um, what do you think about, I mean, I'm assuming you're playing with, with have, you, have you put Mac OS Sierra on any of your machines? I actually gave my development machine to my parents because okay. their iMac was doing so horribly, which means now that I would have to create a partition because I'm absolutely right. not installing... No, I would- Sierra no. yet. Um, so no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't even touched it yet. It's pretty good. Um, it's certainly not something that for your production machine, for especially what you do, I wouldn't do it. Um, one of my machines I have, I mean, they sent me, a re- they, they let me have like kind of a review machine with Sierra on it. So that was fine. And then one of my machines that had stuff on it already, they encouraged me to put on it. But like for my, my like the machine that I'm recording this on, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. There's still some apps that don't work with it. I haven't found a ton. Bartender was actually one that does not work yet. Um, but it was uh, one of those interesting things where, um, you know, the series stuff, it, I like the way they've integrated it. Um, although it doesn't completely tie into spotlight, which is sort of disappointing, but it's close enough, which is nice. Um, do you think but, that'll do you think that'll merge before Goldmaster? No, I don't. I think that they based on based on conversations I had with with Apple, it seems like they're separate systems. They talk to one another. They definitely talk to each other, but they're not the same. But so, developers can now start adding their own Siri commands, right? Yes, yes, they can. Which yes, they does can. make it possible to bridge it more tightly, third party. Agree. And I have a feeling like next year or maybe the year after, some at some point I have a feeling that the, the two systems will kind of become one. And when you think about Siri in kind of the same context as Spotlight, making those sorts of queries like show me all of the images yeah. in this folder or awesome. show me all – it's great and it works really well. And, and in, in a lot of ways, speaking to it that way is a lot faster than doing a custom Spotlight command. You know, like I, I, I hate talking to Siri on my phone in public. Yeah. But at my computer – I would love to talk to Siri more. It Completely. Makes, it makes more sense to me on a computer than than out in the subway train, whatever. No, totally. And one of the things that's nice is that you can drag results from Siri into other apps. So it's drag and drop and, and it kind nice. of has like this floating window. So you can like, if you have like a web query or, or an image query, you can like pull up images and you can drag them into other applications and, and uh, you can pin results. And so for instance, one of them, like if you had like a, a folder query, for instance, if you said, show me all this type of file in this folder, you could pin that to the today screen and it'll constantly update itself. And I so, assume you can uh, use handoff with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, and and the universal clipboard is so good. Yeah, that's I'm, something we've used third-party tools for a long time. I'd love yeah. to 
and 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 like and, and apps like copied and stuff are still going to have a place because they obviously have multiple clipboards and, and yeah. can be used in different ways and, and and apps like pasty and stuff will, will, will always have a place like for people who need that or alfred or whatever but for most people i mean at least with me i go through it even as good as handoff has become and 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 i have to say i really do appreciate how handoff now works with chrome if chrome is your default browser mm-hmm. yeah where you know i can have a handoff from my safari page in my phone to chrome on my yep. my my laptop i love that that works together and i love that apple didn't cripple that and they could have um whether whether they didn't or whether google didn't regardless i'm just glad it works but like you know there are many times and that works really well but there are times when you want to copy something whether it's a photo or a file or just a, a block of text and then you want to paste it over you know from one to the other and just being able to do that is really great um yeah. The only thing you have to keep in mind is that whatever you copy most recently is what's on your clipboard on both places. So if I copy something on my phone um, and then I copy something on my computer, what was on my phone's, you know, pasteboard is now what was on my computer's. You know, you just, so you just have to keep those things in mind. But it works really well. And it's, I think that's going to be one of those features that even non-power users are going to realize, oh, this is awesome. And so oh, you, easily, yeah. Like I, think, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say when they announced it at, during the keynote, like I literally like put my fist up in the air and, and my colleague, Samantha, who was sitting next to me, she was like, oh, I love sitting at these things with you. You get so excited. I'm like, you do not understand, Samantha. I wanted this for years. Yeah, I feel that those announcements indicate that it, for, for a while it seemed like Apple was moving its concentration away from desktop entirely. Completely. And uh, and And this feels like, no, let's make desk, desktop as convenient as what we've put into mobile and exactly. really create some parity and make it an ecosystem that you can have your MacBook, have your iPhone, have your iPad, and everything is connected, like just intrinsically yeah. connected. And that's smart. No, agreed. I mean, and that was kind of, yeah, because for a long time, I mean, I think especially this was really like the lion and the mountain lion thing. Like it felt like the iOSification of, of OS ten. Right, and which at first seemed like a bad thing. And it kind of was. And then they, they moved um, to, um, like, they, they moved back a little bit, you know, with, with, uh, with Yosemite and Mavericks, and, and or Mavericks, Yosemite, and then Al Capitan, you know, they really kind of um, seemed to, like, focus back on the Mac power users again, which they needed to, which is great. Um, but um, there was kind of this point where still, I think, for, for like, a lot of us, it was like, um, you know, it's clear that, that iOS is the focus, but what I like what they've done is that now they're bringing the two operating systems in, in parity, but, but they're, they're doing it the right way. So again, like Siri is, is on the Mac, but it's Siri for the Mac. It's not bolted on the way that like Cortana for windows. It's literally the same as Cortana for, uh, for, for, um, you know, on, on, on mobile, it's literally the same as it is on the desktop, which doesn't help anybody. Um, <laughs> it, 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 they, they think about how they're using it. And then like the way, what I, one thing I do like, I think like for a long time, and this probably hurt iCloud a little bit, you know, iCloud is such an intrinsic part of iOS. Yeah. Like it really is like, you can't escape it. I mean, right. I guess for better or worse, for better or worse, for better or worse, it's, it's a huge part of, of iOS, but it hasn't been a huge part of the Mac because it's kind of been bolted on. And for the first time, it doesn't feel bolted on. And, and again, I mean, that, that might end up being for better or worse. But for instance, like you can, you can choose not to turn this on, but if you choose to turn it on, it works really well. It'll have your, um, have your uh, OS X um, 
folder, your, your desktop and your documents folder will be synced to iCloud. So when you log on to a different Mac with your same Apple ID, your desktop folder and your documents folder follow you. Does so, that mean they're going to lower the price of iCloud Drive update um, upgrades again? Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea. Although I think that the 99 cents for 200 gigabytes or whatever is not bad. I think that's about in line with, with everybody else's. But it, honestly, it, w- it wouldn't hurt. I, and I think that given the fact they've probably not had as much, you know, pickup as, as maybe they might have wanted, although that's pure speculation on my part. I really have no knowledge about about what, um, you know, their success rate and, and getting people to, to sign up has been. Um, but that probably would be a good idea. Um, I, I think at the very minimum, I also feel like, you know what they should do, whether whether they will do this or not. I feel like five gigabytes isn't enough. I feel like they should give everybody 25. Like default? Yeah. Yeah. Like for free. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that would encourage people to, to, to use more stuff. But, um, but the fact that, you know, your, your folders, if you choose, can be synced, you know, automatically to know that, you know, if, I, if you've got it on your desktop, it's going to be on your desktop on all your Macs. The same with your documents folder. And if you've got multiple Macs, it'll actually show up like desktop one, desktop two, whatever. Like it'll have them in, in different places so, so you don't get overly confused. And you can choose selectively to turn that on or off. But like having that there, works a lot better and it doesn't make it quite like Dropbox because you still don't have the the profile selective syncing stuff. It kind of does that automatic thing where it kind of decides when you need it, you ac- you have access to it. And, and if it doesn't need it locally, then then it's not there. Um, you know, you, you can download and access it or whatever. But like it's getting a lot closer to kind of that Dropbox experience, which I think um, you know, iCloud has never really been able to to compete with. And so people like you and I I pay my hundred bucks a year or whatever for Dropbox. I also pay for for uh, more iCloud Drive space, but I primarily I don't really use it. I primarily use Dropbox, you know. Yeah. Um. I, but I would like to use iCloud more, frankly, because you know it it is for better or worse such a big part of the whole ecosystem. And and but so I'm glad to see them finally kind of integrating it deeply and with 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 Mac OS. Well, and Dropbox that, Dropbox just changed their API. Yeah, did which they? Which means that. Apps that aren't updating anymore, but that we all use with Dropbox will eventually start to fail, which is annoying, but that's what you get for depending on APIs. What totally. were you going to ask? What, what do you... I was going to say, what, what, what do you think of the name change? To what? From OS X to Mac OS. Oh, actually, I love that. I do too. Because nobody ever said it right. No, it everybody was, said OS The X, spacing like... was annoying. Having the single word intercaps, it just, it just fits. I'm I'm very happy with I it. I like it. I like it. And also it was one of those things like because I still wasn't used to it being OS ten from Mac OS ten. Right. Like I finally got used to like writing it that way, you know, but like I still wanted to say the wrong thing. <laughs> and and also you could always tell like the like the I, I was even joking with some people at Apple about this. I was like, Oh, you could always tell like the the, the faux like Apple nerds, people who would say OS X. And like those are the people that like you judge, you know what I mean? At least that, those people I judge. I would judge them. I would be like, I gently like, correct those people. I oh, simply, too, but- I simply send them the terminal command that says, "Say OS X," and it will say OS ten. And to me, that's just a clear. Well, see, for it's like me, a, I would- sign from the gods. I'm, I would typically try to like uh, correct them like by saying, "Oh well," you know, they say, "Well, OS X did this," and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." In OS ten, it would do da 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 da. Like I would try to kind of correct that way. But there were certain people that I worked with who would like say it wrong, <laughs> and you know, I would always be like rolling my eyes internally, like Lance, it is not OS X. I, I do that with better. my name. I, like I try to 
like I don't really care if people call me Brent. <laughs> right. But I'll just like make sure to very clearly sign responses or respond with Brett. Right. And if they don't pick people... up on it, whatever. Same with OS. No. I like I'm the same way with oh, yeah. OS oh, same, X slash ten. Oh, totally. You know, like, I, I would never, like, actually, like, correct. You know what I mean? I would never, like, be. I would correct you. I would correct people who should know better. Oh, yeah. Oh, but if people no. shouldn't necessarily care either way, I don't care either. No, that, that's kind of my feeling. It's like, you know, if, if I was, like, on a Mac podcast and somebody said it wrong, I'd be like, actually, no. But yeah. I can't believe you don't know this. Well, yeah, you'd be surprised. But now it's super easy because who now can mess up unless someone says, like, Mac OS? Macos, uh, some Canadians might because I know some Canadians say OS rather than OS. They do. I'm not I, even I haven't met these people, but I believe it's, you. It, it, I, I've I've met Canadians who like say OS, and Australians too. People who like call it OS rather than OS. The Aussies um, say OS. Some some of them do. I've I've heard some 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 of them call it OS rather than OS. Um, and I think it's kind of the same way. You know, some certain people like like uh you know the Canadians and Brits say Z rather than Z. Yeah. Which is weird because that way if you like name a product like – well, no, but it is though because it's a problem. Well, it's a problem like say you're a Canadian company like BlackBerry who releases a device called the Z10. And then they, they call it the Z10 at their launch. But then the, the, the Canadian CEO who's announcing it, even though their product guy has named it the Z10 and they're selling it to you that it is the Z10. But he's on stage now in front of a mostly American-like crowd and he's calling it the Z10. And we're all like, what the hell is that? Because that's not something that a lot of Americans are familiar with, you know, like unless you have like friends. Like I didn't know until Nick Fletcher, um, your friend and mine, yeah. until uh, I met him the first time in person at Macworld many, many years ago. <laughs> he said Z. We, he was buying, we were buying a, 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 a camera, um, like a Kodak little little flip camera, and it was it was a Z something or another, and he kept calling it the Z this and that. I was like Z, what the hell is Z? He was like this, and I'm like, oh, you mean Z? He was like, yeah, Z, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like that was my first. I was like 25 years old, and that was my first experience hearing that terminology. So you can imagine, like, there are a lot of people who, anyway, if you're a Canadian company, you're you're confusing your press corps that way. Is all I'm trying to say. Good job with your naming of, of your product, BlackBerry. Um, I actually I. Failed. I dropped my computer science degree because I had a TA who I think he was Pakistani. I'm not sure, but Middle Eastern. And I could not understand the way he said zero. It was a class of 350 people that met in an auditorium. And the professor looked like a turtle and had to use a microphone. And I didn't learn anything in class. So I depended on the, I don't remember, like small group with the TA and right. I couldn't understand zero. And calc is really hard. Yeah. Without zero. Yes, it is. And I, I gave up. I took a W and moved to art school. And that was <laughs> it was entirely in my mind because of the pronunciation of the of the word zero. And B, since you know, I just made this a list. I didn't start with A, but now we're on B. Right. Um, I still have a headache from the last time I saw you and Nick talk. <laughs> you guys were like chipmunks on crack. We were. <laughs> You're we like Brad Pitt in 12 Monkeys talking to a mirror, just <laughs> super fast with lots of hand movement. And yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> He's a I, dad now. Is he really? He is. On purpose? Yeah. <laughs> He's been married and, and, and has a little girl and she's beautiful. 
It hasn't been that long. Yeah, it has. Oh, yeah, shit. it has. Fine. <laughs> yeah, it has, dude. It's been like seven years. <laughs> I turned 38 this month. And since I round up by fives when people ask me my age. Now you've got to say 40. Well, I've been saying 40 since I was 36. So it doesn't okay. really make a huge difference. Until I'm 40 when I actually, you know, will be 40. Then I'll be like, hey, now it's official. But No, it's official. Yeah, but 38. 38 is pretty big. I'm going to my 20th high school reunion this month. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be fun because I... I give so few shits about any of the people there. So why are you going? Uh, because it's in, I, I, I'm, I'm currently living in the town I went to high school in, so I can literally drive down the hill and go to the lake and just hang out with people that I used to be really mad at but don't care about anymore. And I feel like it's kind of cathartic. Yeah. My 15th, I guess, is, is, is happening soon, but the high school I went to is not a traditional school, so I don't think we're doing like a typical thing. I don't know. Well, um, just to be clear, this is the first reunion of my class I've ever considered going to, so. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, I, and the thing is, is that I, I didn't, I, the second high school I went to, I certainly didn't, didn't mind, but um, the first one I would die before going to a reunion for them again <laughs> actually no you know what i would actually enjoy here's the funny thing my 10th reunion i would have been i actually would have been okay with there i would have been okay at 10 but but i wouldn't have been as happy now with my career and where things are like now well no even for 10 i lived in new york huh yeah shit um now I, you I, now you can be like i'm sorry i didn't make the last one i had this uh spot on cnn that i had to do Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 which I could have said five years ago too. But like, the, the, that's the funny thing. Like, that that would be the only reason where I'd be like, "Ha ha, you guys are assholes to me. Look who's, you know." See, I didn't even know the people in my class. Like, I always hung out with older classes. I married someone from a younger class that I didn't even know in high school, and I was PSEO, so I went to the college for the last two years of my high school. Right. So I really, honestly, like I know some names, but I won't recognize uh, um, almost any of them. Wait, and, so, 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 so you and your wife went to the same high school but didn't know each other, different classes? Well, I mean, clearly I was only in the high school for two years. Right, right. And I That's had a very so tight group of friends that spent most of our time getting in no, fights I'm not, with not that. No, the what I'm jocks, saying. quote unquote. Right. So, no, what I'm saying though, I'm, I'm talking about the amazement of like like how small the world is. Well, I mean, so after my last stint in rehab, I moved back to Winona because I knew for sure that you could not find the things that I really liked here. And I see I got a job and I started working and I would go to this cafe, the Acoustic Cafe in Winona, Minnesota, for lunch almost every day. And there was a girl behind the counter, an Indian girl who always wore a visor and had... Um, intimidating eyes and I just loved it and <laughs> so I technically stalked her from <laughs> I would bring my own paper bag lunch order one coffee and then sit in the cafe because that's not creepy or anything right and then eventually worked up the nerve asked her out ordered some ice cream and asked her out over the ice cream bar thing and and yeah and then after like third date we're like oh yeah we we were in high school together and she's like i think i remember seeing you one time at a party 
you were like something about like I was headed out behind a tree and she saw my mohawk and <laughs> it, it's it's not um it's not a charming fun story how we met but um it is if you know me it's actually kind of amusing I was gonna say it's kind of sweet <laughs> Grant and I um we actually met a few years before we officially met. So um, a friend of mine, my, my best friend in college, who sadly passed away uh, six years ago, um, was uh, friends with Grant's best one – of, one of Grant's best friends. And so Jeff invited me on a couple of occasions to, to play trivia with him and his friends, uh, which included Grant. And um, neither of us remembers meeting the other. Somebody claims that we <laughs> met we, – we fought the whole time. I, I actually don't think that. I think I fought with his friend Matt the whole time. That I remember pretty distinctly. <laughs> but, but apparently, you know, we met on more than one occasion, and it, it never the, didn't didn't dawn on either of us that we'd even like interacted. And then, fast forward like four years, um, I apply for a blogging job uh, for for TUAW, and uh, they come back and they're like, "Well, we would like you like you to write for Tua, but we'd also like you to write for this this website, Download Squad." I was like, "Okay, cool." And uh, so happened that granted just moved back to Atlanta. And so we got together because he lived in the area. He, he wasn't too far from where I lived. And we, we got together and we we're like, oh, well, let's do a video show together. And, and um, went to the mall together and like met and hung out. And we started doing a, a show together every, every Saturday and, and kind of fell for each other, even though we both had, were in relationships with other people. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it, you know, we didn't like hook up while we were with other people, but we both were kind of like developing feelings for one another. And then uh, um, at South by Southwest, uh, he kind of confessed how he felt to me. And I was like, I reciprocated and that was it. And then he proposed over Twitter. And then he proposed over Twitter and you were there when I got the proposal. This, this has been, this is a great way to close out the show. This yeah. is like heartwarming. It is. You were there. That, so was Nick. Yeah. I know. It was the year I still have a headache from. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. No, but so we both have our kind of weird, like, but I, I, I my, my friend Heidi has this theory that people you're supposed to have in your life, you meet more than once. That kind of makes sense. And, and I think she's kind of right. And she's actually one of those people with me. She and I were actually on a CNBC panel together. We sat next to one another. Um, we both remember the panel. Neither of us remembers the other. And uh, there's a photo of us that somebody found of us, like, sitting next to one another. So not only were we on this panel together, we literally sat next to each other. And then we met years later and we became very good friends. I have, but, this, I have this friend named Marina. Marina Appleman. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've met Marina. I've, I, you know, we've hung out a few times. Uh, we actually hung out in Ann Arbor and we've hung out at Macworld. And then... I go back and I find this picture of the first time I met Merlin Mann and he's hugging me and there in the background at Macworld is Maureen Appleman, who I didn't officially meet for like another probably five years, four or five years. But I think that that's proof though, right? Like I think that's sort of the thing is that no, but, but, but I really like Heidi's theory, which is like people that you're supposed to have in your life. I don't think this is true for every person, but I feel like for certain people that like you're going to have in your life, like you meet in other ways and it might take a couple times but they'll come back to you. Like if they're, if you're supposed to know someone in your life, like I, 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 I know this is a little hokey, but I kind of believe like the universe will like make sure that you, you meet that person, whether, even if it takes a couple tries. Um, for an atheist, I'm bizarrely okay with hokey. I proposed to my wife from a seat 
where it turned out Ronald Reagan had eaten a dinner. <laughs> that was not the plan, and it is not the highlight of the story. No, I was going to say, if anything, that might have pissed you off a little bit. <laughs> the pump house in Chicago. No, I had to say, this just seems, my ass is where Ronald Reagan's ass once was, and, you know, we all make, we make decisions. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, hey, he he, he was president. Right. Uh, yeah. I I have nowhere to go with this story. There's no, like, moral here. <laughs> No, but that's really interesting. So, 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 you, so you're in Chicago. You're at this restaurant. And now, did you find out after the fact, like after you did it, did, did like they come by and like tell I, you? I realized it, like because they had around the seats, they had pictures of people who had eaten in those booths, and I realized it right before I proposed, and I reconsidered momentarily. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? It's not my fault. It's not your fault that and, Ronald and- Reagan had the same good taste in steakhouses. Totally. And and the thing is, is that how punk rock are you that you would still, <laughs> even Reagan, wouldn't, wouldn't stop you from proposing? That's so punk rock. Uh, yes. A vegetarian proposing to a vegetarian in a, in a steakhouse, steakhouse where Ronald Reagan ate. No. Okay. Now explain this vegetarian proposing in a, ve- in, in, in a steakhouse thing. Honestly, it was the closest restaurant to the hotel we had on Michigan Avenue. Okay. And I just wanted to make sure that I could control all of the variables. So I needed something close to the hotel so I could communicate with the maitre d' and make the whole thing work out fine. And the pump house was a five-star restaurant, and I went with it. And uh, they had vegetarian dishes available. Okay, well, then that works. Yeah, I mean, granted, Steakhouse is not the first place that, you know, a vegetarian couple... (laughs) <laughs> looks for on right. Yelp. <laughs> but I checked the menu ahead of time and we were both going to be okay. Well, I mean, so I mean, as long as you did that, which is really sweet of you. Like, the, well, I mean, I would have thought you would have. Yeah, that makes sense that you would have. I mean, if you cared enough to like have to do this whole thing so that the maitre d' can like you can be talking with him, I, w- I would assume that you wouldn't want to like get there and be like, oh, by the way, this menu is, is, is not anything we can eat. I have been described alternately as an asshole and quote so fucking sweet <laughs> by the same people on occasion yeah i can see that i like to i like to keep my options open i mean i think that's fair i think that's fair <laughs> now are you still a vegetarian no i didn't think so no i i i was vegetarian for 17 years and then i think it was pretty much bacon that i was like i, you I like miss bacon. bacon and so i now i am a very conscientious meat eater i'm very like i won't eat uh, fast food meat, and right. I won't eat meat at restaurants where I have no idea where they source from. But totally if I'm understand. cooking at home, I'm totally cool with locally sourced meats and yeah. farms I can actually visit and people I know love their cows all the way up until they <laughs> bolt them in the head. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Honestly, though, like I have this very political perspective on it that says. If people are eating burgers in 50 years, they won't be made from cows anymore. No, I, just I was don't think say, that's sustainable. But. Well, right. Well, I was going to say, what do you think about the whole like tech movement? I know we're like totally going oh, it's off. Brilliant. Topic here, but, like, no. but, but, yeah, but the whole movement, you know, like okay. uh, basically creating the, the, the meat, you know, chewing the cud, like creating it in a lab where yes. it tastes that same. I'm totally I in on it. Yet, but I, I'm, I'm down for like trying it. The, uh, the Beyond Burgers, which is still yeah, a veggie right. burger. Okay. Is, those is, are what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, those are pretty awesome. I actually okay. I buy those pretty frequently. 
Um, then there's a newer one that you can only get in restaurants in New York and LA right now. And they use like, they infuse it with coconut oil, which at room temperature is a salad. And then when you throw it on the grill, it melts and sizzles like it's fat. So oh, that's cool. one step closer, but then you've got the lab grown meat. That's what I'm talking about. And the, that the, is stuff. fascinating to me. That could be. Like, that's the stuff that's so fascinating to me where like literally it sizzles. It is meat. Like, it right. Is and it has the potential to, I mean, cause right now we feed, you know, like a ton of grain to make one pound yep. of meat over the lifetime of a cow. Yep. And if you could do it in a lab, you could cure world, hung, world hunger you, if you, you made definitely it, could. If, if you, you made you, it, you it efficient it and affordable. Right, if you can do it at scale. I mean, right now it's obviously more expensive um, right. than 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 a regular than, than grazing, you know, cattle or whatever the, the normal way. But it eventually will be cheaper. And from what I've heard, I mean, I haven't tried it, but I, I've, I've talked to people who have, who basically talked about the fact that like you, it tastes just like you know meat because for all intents and purposes, it is. You know, I'm totally in, in on that. One hundred percent in on that. I've tried. I'm not a mayonnaise fan, so I can't really speak to that. But I did try like the like the like the mayonnaise, like the fake mayonnaise. Yeah. Uh, the vegan uh, mayonnaise. Um, the the stuff that's uh, what is it called? Uh, it's like a Hamilton, something or another. Um, anyway, uh, it's like Hamilton Farms or something. Anyway, like it, 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 they're doing well enough that it is like. So they're synthesizing out. egg whites. Yes. Interesting. And it, so it's the exact same thing where they're growing it in a lap. They're growing the eggs in a lap. I'm so. Uh, Hamilton Creek, and 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 they're selling well enough um, that like Hellman's is freaking out and, and, and is starting to like, look at, at that sort of thing. That's how you know that like you're being disruptive when like Hellman's is like legit, <laughs> like freaked out. They're like, totally. oh, shit. they're like, Oh man, you know, like this is not going to work. And I mean, it, and it's selling better and people like it better because you know, it, it's not, you know, from animal products and, and it tastes the same. And it has the same consistency, which for a lot of the fake mayonnaise products. And, and, and I think this is the, the, the problem with most vegetarian products. And I would say this is someone who's not a vegetarian and would have a hard time being a vegetarian is that is the consistency of the stuff most yeah. of the time that I think like really that kind of like freaks people out. Like you can get over the taste, but it's the consistency. I think that's why like soy patties burgers tend to do better, at least for me and some of the other ones. Um, but anyway, like it's, it, but, but like, you know, they, they, they get the consistency right. And there are people who are doing the same thing where they're doing like, you know, like solving dairy um, problems too, doing it in labs. And, and that's a little bit harder because that, that you almost need, you, you have to have some sort of protein base and, and they usually, you know, have to milk, milk is dairy is a bit harder, but I think that the, it the, is, the, but it's also like dairy offers really nothing to human health. Oh, exactly. That's I mean, saying. after, after weaning anyway. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, well, and there are big parts, of, well, there are huge parts of the world that don't, have dairy at all right uh, and it's kind know, of pointless really like it's I mean, if in, you in like milk that's I great i'm allergic is, i drink like almond milk and i like and almond milk i actually I like switched to almond milk for a long time and had no milk in the house i like the taste of milk i like the consistency of milk if it could be synthesized i would switch just as quick as i switched to almond milk it doesn't take that much work no, no. I mean, and milk isn't as much of a challenge. You know, there are some people who want to like have it thicker and whatnot. But but it, but like if you can get like meat and eggs, those are the two that that you know, a yeah. from from a health standpoint, be better because you could start to you know breathe the meat so that it's leaner and 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 you know in, in the lab and and things like that. Um, but I mean, I think really from like an environmental standpoint, even like t like putting aside like all the issues of animal cruelty, which are very real issues, but like, but seriously, like that's not even the the least of it. Like you're literally talking about like environmental you know, impact, environmental impact, sustainability. Exactly. Yeah, 
and like feeding, like you were saying, you know, a, a ton of people that that would not be able to to eat otherwise, you yeah. know, because because they just they don't have it and it's, it's it doesn't scale. But but this could scale. Yeah, it's not that we have a food shortage; it's that we have a shipment problem. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what comedian I was watching, but that was brilliant. Um, I uh, I used to I went to high school with this kid who was crazy, like legit crazy, like totally crazy, and he used to try to say things that he would like think were profound but were really just deeply upsetting and then he would try to convince people of his opinions he tried to get people to like believe in him and i would be like the only one who would like argue with him because he was crazy and like i knew it and i was like i'm not gonna get into this with you william but like his whole theory was that we um we rather than burying our dead we should eat our dead yeah that's not <laughs> a sustainable yeah. solution either no but like his whole thing was like we should like, be shipping and like sending off like that and like that really like in other countries like that's what they should be like eating like we should be like like he was so gross about it and i was like no i was like there there are things that are not okay he was like but but christina look at how many yeah how, how many you know thousands of tons of of of, of, of a good meat and, and, and nutrition we throw away each day and i'm like <laughs> yeah you know what <laughs> i'm like not not ever going to agree with you, William, that it's okay to eat people. Yeah, no, I not think with you. if you look at the amount of produce that the grocery stores are required by law to discard, it yeah. more than compensates for the number of people who die every day. So I think from a you know common sense standpoint, we should focus more on what to do with bad lettuce. Yeah. That's not really bad before we totally. start cannibalism. Uh, yeah, well, and like I said, this is just, this is, this is, this is, this is <laughs> no, a kid. I understand. He was, like, I'm not arguing with you. No, no, I know you're not. I'm just saying, like, this was literally a kid who would, like, just should be shitposting, but in real life, who would be, like, literally, like, he was, like, he was a Reddit thread before Reddit existed. <laughs> and, and, which, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. He was totally, like, like, would say things just to get, like, a rise out of people. And then most people, some people, like, wouldn't be smart enough because he was intelligent. And he would argue things in a certain way. They'd be kind of be like, wait, what am I agreeing to? And, and then, and then um, I was the sort of person who I would not even with him. I was like, I'm not even with you, William. Like, I know exactly what you're doing, and that is not okay. And I'm going to fight you back on this because you're, you're, you're being weird and crazy, <laughs> and this is not all right. And this is before no. it was even okay to leave verbs out of sentences. <laughs> Completely. Completely. Um. So I added to our future topic list the anti-anti-GMO movement, which okay. is um, actually kind of fascinating. A bunch of Nobel Prize winners, Nobel Peace Prize winners, requesting that the anti-GMO movement back off because GMOs is <laughs> kind of necessary at this point. No, um, totally. So yeah, that would be an interesting topic. I oh, will read more. Talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to read more about that, too. Yeah, let's put that on there, because I think that is interesting. I think they make a compelling point, which is as much as we would like to get rid of those things, they are Gosh, kind of necessary. I have never been anti-GMO. I haven't either. I'm anti, like, Monsanto, sure. Same. But Same, everything, but every major, like, vegetable or fruit we eat today has gone has through. It's genetically engineered, and it's, exactly. it revolves. I mean, everything, whether, whether it's happened through science or just through evolution. Or just through so selective breeding. Exactly. Well, that's the big thing, right? And that's and like, what you, if if you I know. if you carefully combine tomato seeds to create a better breed of tomatoes, that's GMO. Exactly. Who, I mean, <laughs> I, but, but I think what happens is that people think Monsanto, which obviously right. is people, 
but but they're but they're not one and the same. But also they think like tobacco, you know, the uh, the the Simpsons plant when when he crossbred <laughs> tomatoes yes. and, and tobacco, and like, yeah, which honestly would kind of be brilliant. Um, <laughs> it really would. The South would rise again. The South would rise again. <laughs> Yeah, it really would. <laughs> did, did you see today? And this will be the last thing we kind of touched on. But I, did you see this today? I, I I was both bothered by this, and then I sort of understood the ACLU's point and was like, "And this is why I give you money because you support things that I can never constantly support." <laughs> but um, so in Georgia, naturally, the KKK decided to adopt a highway, okay. and they want to call it like the KKK Grandmaster Highway or whatever, <laughs> and Grand Wizard and, Highway. Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. And um, at first the state was like, well, no, we're not going to let you have this stretch of highway because your name is, is, is completely beyond the pale. And then to their credit, this is what the SLU was for. The SLU was like, well, that's a free speech violation. So we're going to support the KKK's right to adopt a highway and name it a racist name. So like, while I personally find it abhorrent and I'm like against it, I do understand the the ACLU's point and I have to say kind of underscores to me where like well, I, I personally am like this makes me embarrassed to live in Georgia where people would even do this and that I stand by that but it also makes me proud to give the ACLU money because they can like <laughs> make the difficult like free speech like challenges they, they can fight those battles that I personally don't have to fight <laughs> that's fair you and, know? To, and to your credit Georgia has become like the least of people's concerns. People are more t- more concerned with Mississippi, North Carolina, places. Yeah. Georgia just kind of falls out of the conversation frequently. Well, we almost passed those those anti-gay um, uh, rights bills. Well, uh, sure. And, I mean, you, you, hap- you do p- typical Bible Belt stuff. Right. But what happened was, and I was actually very shocked because I didn't think this was going to happen because our governor, who's terrible, well, I say our, I don't even, I haven't lived in the state. <laughs> Georgia's governor who's terrible. Um, I was pretty convinced that he was going to like kowtow to the, to, to, to the anti, um, you know, free, free rights, you know, people. Like I, yeah. I figured he was going to be pro hate. And instead what happened is that Hollywood, who has given Georgia much of its income in the last a decade or so because of, of um, the, the tax credits, basically threatened to leave. Like, basically all the film studios were like, if you pass this bill, we will pack up our shit and go. And he was like, and I really thought he was going to call their bluff because they've done that before. And the state of Georgia frequently likes to pretend that without Atlanta, that they would not be West Virginia. And I know people get insulted <laughs> when I say that, but it's the truth. Without Atlanta, Georgia is West Virginia, maybe even worse. <laughs> It's the truth, though. It is the truth. And without Mount Atlanta, the metro area, that is all. I mean, it, it is. And so, to his credit, shockingly, Nathan Deal recognized that, yes, if, if the entertainment industry is to leave, we are screwed. <laughs> and so, he, like, did not pass the bill. And so, all, all, all the hate mongers were very upset with him. But I was, like, impressed that happened. But, I mean, like, North Carolina didn't do that. You know, like they passed the, the, the anti-bathroom bills and that bullshit. And so I at least have to give like my home state credit for, for not being the worst, which I don't <laughs> always get to say. Yay. Yeah, you're not the worst. We're number two. We're yeah. number two. Well, technically, like, like in education, we're like 49 out of 50 or something. Yeah, that's number two. Yeah. If you're yeah. buying for worst. 
Yeah, basically. I mean, well, that well, this is always my argument. When people are like, "How dare you talk badly about Georgia? I'm from Georgia." I'm like, "Yeah, born and raised." You, <laughs> I, I know exactly what I'm talking about. They're like, "Our oh, education is top notch," and I'm like, "Yeah, literally, West Virginia is the only place that's shittier than us." So again, my my comparison is pretty apt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not just saying this to say it. I'm not just saying it to be insulting. I'm actually making good points. There's a and, potential. And a, there's a potential. I might end up moving to Asheville, North Carolina, which wow. I love Asheville. I do. Cool. I'm not yeah, a fan of North there. Carolina, but the same reason I might move there has also talked about opening up an opportunity in California, Ooh. which I would be more apt to be excited yeah. about. What, what part of California? I, I think it was no Cal. I don't remember. Um, would yeah, this was, be for a job for you or would this be for a job for a DD? This would be a job for a DD because I can work from anywhere. I, I actually, I, you know me, I like Minnesota. I defend yeah. Minnesota constantly. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I love it here. I'm not anxious to leave, but if I was going to leave, I would rather go to California than North Carolina. Totally. Even though North Carolina is nice. It, it's beautiful. Yeah, I feel the same way. I've never felt more geographically at home than I have in Mississippi and Louisiana, and I'm really I am super so happy fun. there until I talk to anyone. Yeah. Also, have you ever been there during the summer? Like real yeah, talk. I have. I have. I have road tripped from Minnesota to New Orleans in July. Oof. Okay. All right. Well, with, then you know what you're getting a, into. With a gay man, a Native American, and a black guy. Well, you were a really popular caravan, I'm sure. That is a... it. Uh, gas stop stations start getting awkward about halfway through Mississippi. Yep. Because <laughs> part of Mississippi is fine. And then you get to parts of it where you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's how the South works. I mean, like, if I stay in the big, big cities, like, I'm, I'm pretty good. But you get to certain parts... And, uh, like Grant and I, one year we went, um, to, to Kentucky for, to go on some bourbon trail tours and, um, we, we drove through Tennessee and we visited his parents and went some other places, went to Knoxville to, to visit our friend Victor. And, and, uh, while we were driving through Tennessee, this was like during the 2008 election, we literally were driving past people who had outside of their front lawns, they had like Obama dolls, like effigies hung on on uses yeah and it was horrifying and i was like how is this happening in the modern world like how is this okay like i was horrified and appalled and like almost got sick like i was seriously horrified but like yet victor loves knoxville well it wasn't in knoxville it was like near knoxville but (laughs) but it was like we passed it on our way to his house like it wasn't like really close to his house but yeah oddly austin has made me forgive texas for almost everything about texas i would agree with that although you know there's there's still some shit in texas oh god yes i'm not denying that in any way (laughs) but but my overall perception i mean kentucky never comes up when people are talking about you know politics and gay rights and racism and all this you never even hear about kentucky no, like, you don't. They're just like so far off the deep end that no one really brings it up. Arkansas, Kentucky, all Arkansas, of these. Arkansas, Kentucky, you just like expect. You're just like, yeah. Well, Mississippi whatever. is so like shoot the moon that people do bring that up. Yeah. But for the most part, North Carolina, West Virginia, those are the ones that get news. South Carolina more than North Carolina, but yeah. It used to be. 
Although I hear a lot more about South Carolina or North Carolina these days. Well, that's because of the bathroom laws, but right. But in general, North <laughs> Carolina, because of Chapel Hill, because they had the better education, they, frankly, they had better colleges. Like it, you wouldn't see ads. There was a up. long period where if it was crazy news out of a Carolina, it was definitely South Carolina. Exactly. And now it's switched. But but I would still <laughs> say because like you have like the better schools in North Carolina, like there's the hope, at least on my part, where you're like, well, You'll come around. You're the good Carolina. You'll come around, you know? I would recommend everyone live in Minnesota, except for we're pretty good right now, so just forget about Minnesota. Okay. Everyone, just move to California. Help it sink into the ocean. We'll stay the safe place to live. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. What about Michigan? Should uh, should people stay clear of Michigan, or should they go there? Because I I don't know. I would avoid Michigan. You'd avoid Michigan. Michigan and Wisconsin are a lot the same politically. In fact... There's this, I don't know, Minnesota is this single blue spot in the middle of a red sea of upper Midwest states. I mean, you did have Michelle Bachman, though. I admit we did have Michelle Bachman, and I don't know how that happens in a state that voted in the Democratic caucuses so heavily for Bernie. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean they, they elected Al Franken as, as senator twice. But, but let's, let's acknowledge that Michelle Bachman represents one district. Not the entire state. She'll never be the governor here. I mean, we can only hope. <laughs> she's gone. You know, I never, she's done. Ne- I, I know she's done, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, just never say never. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. And and Nate Silver's polls show us still a very blue state, but Nate Silver is... I was going to say, but Nate Silver has made some mistakes. I mean, Nate Silver, we used to be able to trust him. Right, right. And But uh, to be honest... I don't think any statistics, any data could have predicted what's currently happening in the primaries. Uh, I do and I don't because I'll say this. A year ago, my friend Adario and I, like when all this stuff was Trump stuff was starting, and my friend Adario and I, who I work with, we said to one another, both of us, we were like, it's going to be Hillary and Trump. Why didn't you start a podcast about that? I... I mean, I, I, I've commented, I've commented on this people. Because honestly, I never would have thought that. I never, I never would have thought that. I, Hillary, yeah, I kind of, as much as I loved Bernie, I knew Hillary was going to be the presumptive yeah. nominee. Absolutely. Trump, I, I discarded Trump so many times, and he just kept, and now he's there. I didn't, I didn't, because because you're brilliant. I, well, I think not so much that I'm brilliant. I think that I, I remembered his ascent on reality television, and I remembered like the power of Trump, and I think that celebrity is more powerful than any of us would like to admit. I mean, I think this works for Hillary too, even though I very much support her and, and, and was, was in favor, even though I liked a lot of Bernie's policies, I like Hillary better. Um, I, I think that, you know, celebrity name recognition counts a whole lot more than, than it, people would like to admit. And, and I think Trump's celebrity and uh, his perceived going against the grainness I think he. I think he. He. He found a contingent of people he could really kind of speak to, and and he found, um, a, he found a contingency of really dumb people that just assume because he says things that nobody else likes that he's telling the truth. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but 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 these are also people who, and I don't want to call them dumb, although a lot of them certainly They're are dumb. misguided. They're I, dumb. I, I'll say it to any of their faces. Tell tell them. Give them my email address. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to say that, but I mean, just saying, like, I think they're disenfranchised. Whether they're 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 smart oh, absolutely. Or dumb, but these are I the same people who thing. voted to remove the UK from the 
I agree. European Union. Well, this is my, but this is my point. I mean, like, I think that, that we see these things happening where you have this disenfranchised lower class who has been promised a middle class that's been taken away from them for a lot of reasons. Ironically, they want to elect into power in both cases, people who will only make it worse for them. But they're upset. They feel disenfranchised. They feel as if they don't have a voice. They feel the most telling, the most telling exit poll interviews from the UK were the people who said, I didn't think it would win. I only voted because I didn't think anyone was listening. Yeah. And I feel like that is exactly what Trump's movement is about. I, I would then I 1000% agree. And that's why he scares me because I feel like, and this is again, and we've talked about this before. I mean, this is why I do feel like, you know, as much as Bernie and Bernie's supporters might not want Hillary, they have to get behind her because we can't have another year 2000 Ralph Nader situation where that's why Al Gore lost. And then we have eight years of Bush Yeah. because if people are apathetic and won't go out to the polls, even if you hate her, she's better than Trump and she's better than the policies he would bring in. And, and her cabinet would be better and she'd be able to bring good people in and probably she'd give Bernie a cabinet spot, you know, like <laughs> honestly, it'd be, yeah. it'd be the West wing of her, but she'd do it. I mean, Obama did it. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like, you know, being apathetic right now is the wrong move. I mean, as we've seen from 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 the UK, like when when people the, the impossible will happen, and and then it's it's a shit show. We were so close to ending on the charming stories of how we met our spouses. We were, we were. Maybe we edit this out. Who knows? Nah, no, this nah. is all staying. This is all everything staying. from it's- orgasm counters to to politics. It's Dude, all going in. This is like a great episode, though. I'm enjoying it. I really like it. I think this is going to be one of our best ones. We really need to do this more often. We really do. I think this is what this says. <laughs> well, I think we should probably wrap there at an hour and a half. Yeah, I think so. I I hope you have a wonderful week and have no um, like uh, cattle prod pains in your limbs. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. And I hope that you do not get bit by any mosquitoes. I know that they won't affect you, but I still hope that doesn't happen to you and and that you keep your rings on without it becoming a real problem. Thank you. I recommend you get some sleep. You too. Get some sleep, Brett. Bye. Bye. The system is going down low.